Welcome to the Mind Tales podcast. We're a fast-growing tech mental health startup here to bring you the insights that you need to boost your emotional health and well-being and to thrive in your daily life. It's our goal to make quality mental health both accessible and inclusive. We hope that you enjoy today's episode of the Mind Tales Collective. Welcome to this episode of the Mind Tales Collective. Today with us is Mohammed Absi Halabi, co-founder of the startup Swiftbox. And Swiftbox is a plug and play shipping platform that offers e-commerce retailers same day deliveries. Welcome Mo. Hi, thanks for having me. Can you explain what you do exactly and how you came up with the idea? Because it's still quite complicated. Okay, well, I thought you explained it really well. Uh, but essentially, uh, we are a technology platform that on one side connects uh, e-commerce retailers that have shipments they want to get to their customers. And on the other, uh, we have courier companies and drivers that can fulfill these deliveries. And what we do is through our technology, we're able to aggregate all these shipments together. We make sense of them. We organize them into easy to serve routes. Um, and then those get assigned to the different courier companies and drivers that we work with so that they can deliver them to the end customer or the recipient uh, much more quickly. So our whole premise is that uh, in today's uh, market, if you order something online, you should expect to get it the same day. Okay, wow. How did you come up with this idea? Um, so uh, we actually had to uh, quote unquote pivot. So pre-pandemic, we were building a different mobility uh, platform that was focused on uh, mass uh, bus transportation. Okay. And we we're supposed to go live in April 2020. Uh, but then, uh, of course, in March, the world changed with the pandemic. Um, there was a, a restriction on the movement of people and on the movement of buses. So at the time, we were all stuck at home in the lockdown, uh, getting things delivered to us. Uh, we were not happy about the experience. And so we thought, hey, you know, we already built a platform that can uh, pick up and drop off people. Why can't we pick up and drop off packages instead and do this better than, uh, than, than how the industry is doing it right now? And so Swiftbox essentially was born out of that need and, and out of that circumstance. Okay, so in the middle of the pandemic, you actually founded your company. And um, yeah, you were dealing with a lot of uncertainty. And today we want to talk about mental health and uncertainty, stress and entrepreneurship. So when you founded your company, you actually left your secure employment, governmental job, and you embarked on the entrepreneurial journey. And what were the main challenges for you that came along with that? So I think, um, you know, everybody talks about the difficulty to start a business and to succeed uh, in a startup. And they usually share statistics of, you know, nine out of 10 uh, companies fail. I think one of the areas where I feel that I was blindsided, and I think a lot of founders are blindsided, is um, the difficulty that you actually face mentally Uh, in building this. So I think there's a lot of technical problems that a lot of very smart people are able to solve, but it's the pressures that you get with, uh, with, with the kind of the day-to-day -day operation and building of a startup that I think gets to a lot of people and, and a lot of people end up just breaking down, not, not being able to deal with it. Um, specifically um, in, in a startup, because essentially you're putting your dreams in front of people and you're pitching this on a day-to-day -day basis, you have a certain vision that you're trying to build. So you're essentially putting your heart on the line more or less every single day. On some days, that's amazing when you hear the news that a big customer signed up or, you know, you have certain revenues uh, that, that will be coming in 
or some uh, reputable investor that decided to uh, you know put their eggs in your basket you know those are great days and you feel like you've accomplished so much because there's so much validation that you get out of this personally and as a team but then there are the other days and and it, the early days of a startup uh, those are much more numerous and those are the darker days and those are the days where you know customers are complaining they're not happy you lose a major deal you get a no from an investor uh, you have a team member that wants to leave and so on and so forth and so the number of different types of things that can go wrong on any given day uh, i think is a lot more on the number of things that can go right in the early days and so that up and down that you go through is just so exhausting mentally and you need a lot of emotional and mental support to be able to deal with it yeah and we hear a lot about unicorns and successful companies so when you when you get on this journey you might not really be prepared for all the disappointments the no's you know like uh, your expectations are just different and you said that you were facing a lot of mental health challenges along the way and there was a lot of ups and downs what helped you tackle these um what helped us deal with that um I would say so early on, um, I'm not sure that uh, this was something that I personally dealt with very well, um, just because, you know, we are taught, especially as, you know, Middle Eastern men, you're taught to uh, just swallow up whatever um, you're feeling and just deal with it and figure out a way to uh, uh, to handle it and just move on. Right. You're supposed to be able to deal with these things. Um, and then over time, you know, things just built up, built up. And I realized that, you know, there's a lot of things where I needed to talk to other people about. Um, I needed to share um, some of these challenges with other founders. Uh, and then I, I realized that there are a lot of other founders that were in the same situation where they wanted to share things with, uh, with, with someone else, but they were unable to. Because as a startup founder, you're expected to, you know, have 10x growth. You're expected for everything to look rosy and to look amazing. And um, if you don't portray that, then you may not be seen in a very positive light uh, when it comes to other customers and other investors and so on and so forth. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so as, as I you know, evolved, uh, if you will, as an entrepreneur, I started realizing that this is a humbling journey, that this is a learning journey, that you're going to make a lot of mistakes, that you're going to have ups and downs, uh, and that you're going to need to have a support system uh, to be able to, to deal with these ups and downs. And so um, for me, it was it was about finding the right advisors and the right mentors, people that I trusted that I can talk to openly about anything. And for me to share with them, um, you know, what I was feeling and what I was going through. Sometimes it was just literally just talking about it was sufficient. And in others, you know, I would be seeking advice. Uh, either way, there's a lot of value that came out of this. I think the second thing uh, besides having that support system is once you kind of get past that, naive early stages of thinking that everything is going to be honky-dory and that you're going to be the next unicorn, uh, you also start learning not to over-celebrate the good moments and not to uh, over-emphasize and over-think uh, the negative moments. So you get into what I like to call, you know, the, that Zen zone of being able to just take things in stride and manage that emotionally as it's happening to you. And once you get to that you know, that mental level of comfort that you're doing your best and that you have the support system and that you have people that will advise you to do the right things, um, then you have to just be able to uh, take things as they come and just move on for the for the next challenge. Because the, the next day, the next day is going to throw other things at you. They may be positive, maybe negative, 
but you can't just live in that one one negative or one positive moment. Yeah, and did uh, during this journey, did your own definition of mental health change or what does it mean to you personally? What did you learn from entrepreneurship? Um, um, I, I would say, so I, I don't think I, I actively thought about mental health before, um, before I became an entrepreneur. It was something, of course, of course, you know, that I'd heard of and that people talk about. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that it was something that that was important, but it, I just didn't feel like it would be important for me because, you know, I was mentally okay and I was mentally strong. So I didn't really think that that was relevant to me. Um, I think you start understanding yourself a lot more as an entrepreneur because, you know, you have to apply so much more of yourself than you do in a typical corporate job. Um, and uh, you essentially have to be the you know, the, the jack of all trades for so many different roles. And so that becomes very, very testing. And that's where I think you really start thinking about, you know, where, how am I, how am I thinking about this? How am I mentally processing these things? And so it's at that point where I felt that mental health appeared on my radar a lot more as seriously than it did before. Yeah. And I guess this also helped you with your team now, like having this understanding of the importance of mental health. Like, do you try to do something to promote mental health in your team now? Or how do you open up the discourse or even with friends, you know, and your and family? So absolutely. So I, I think I'm a lot more conscious and um, it's something that I've recognized much better now than I did before. And the first thing, I mean, for you to be able to action anything, you have to be able to acknowledge that it's there and to, to recognize its existence. So at least that step is out of the way. And so uh, I'm a lot more conscious of it now when I'm having conversations with others. Uh, when I'm having you know conversations with my, my team members, uh, I'm always trying to kind of read the signs to understand where are they, um, you know, what do they think about, what are they concerned about? I give them the room to be able to, uh, uh, to, to share Uh, you know, things that uh, otherwise they might have not wanted to share with me uh, previously, just to understand where they're coming from. I think the, the the reality is that in a startup, for you to succeed, you really need to surround yourself with diverse people. And uh, by definition, if you have a diverse team, that means everyone is going to react and process things differently. And when you have so many things happening in a startup, that means the uh, the permutations of different things that could be happening at any one point in your organization, even when it's still a small organization, uh, is, is is immense. So I think this is where listening becomes extremely important. This is where, you know, empathy becomes extremely important and where patience and, and uh, you know, letting go of that, I want to grow immediately today, right now, this, this second has to take a, a backseat to the human element of what makes a startup special. Yeah. And if you would summarize this in one piece of advice you would give to future entrepreneurs, what would it be? I'd say um, this is an incredibly uh, this is an incredibly special journey that if you think you have the mental fortitude, the, the knowledge, the idea to undertake, you should definitely take it um, as, a, as a person. You're going to develop a lot. Um, and uh, you're going to learn a lot and you're going to test yourself to the limit. Um, I think one thing to recognize that um, a lot of people are going through a hard time, so it's not going to be only you. You're going to face a lot of days where it just doesn't seem so great. It's okay. Just keep going. Um, find the, the, the trusted person that you can talk to or the trusted people that can advise you and make sure that they're there for you from day one. 
mm-hmm. and just keep 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 chucking along until until you make it. And I think if you do this, then that ninety percent, uh, you know, of businesses uh, fail statistic, I think, would go down substantially. Yes. Yeah, makes so much sense. And um, you touched upon have, having stereotypes or male mental health, you have to be strong. Um, and there's still a lot of stigma surrounding mental health in the region. So what do you think can be done to have a more open discourse to tackle the stigma? I just think we need to talk about it more and we need to normalize it. So I know a lot more people now that go to therapy when therapy used to be like, you know, a frowned upon thing for anyone to go to. Even for, I think for females, whenever somebody was going to therapy, it used to be seen as something very negative. And definitely for for men, uh, it was even more or so. A lot more people now have therapists. They, you know, they'll have these sessions, uh, both men and women. And I think the more that we talk about the fact that this is something normal and that that aspect of our health is just as important as the physical health and the symptoms of it, you know, in terms of whether you sleep well or whether you react well to, uh, you know, to, to people into different situations um, will be very evident for you to know that you actually need some sort of a uh, uh, some some sort of an intervention. And the intervention doesn't necessarily have to happen when, you know, something terribly wrong goes. So, you know, it's not because that, you know, you're depressed or you have anxiety or you have certain, you know, certain challenges that you actually have to see uh, someone or talk to someone. I think it's healthy as part of our, you know, regular routine, just like we, we try to maintain our physical fitness by, by exercising on a daily basis. I think you need to also think of how you can maintain your mental health by, by doing the right things and talking to the right people. Yes, so maintaining a work-life balance, um, taking it day by day, being humble, being passionate. Um, yeah, um, thank you so much for sharing your perspective and insights. And I think this is very helpful for all entrepreneurs and to understand that it's okay and it's normal to have failure or have doubts, but to keep on going. And um, yeah, th- there's a lot we can take from this conversation. And I don't know if there's anything you would like to add No, it's, it's my pleasure and, um, you know, it's my pleasure to be a part of this. You know, I love that you guys are doing this and I just want to, you know, offer my support or, you know, any founder that would like to, uh, uh, you know, talk about my journey. If they have anything that they'd like to discuss, I'm happy to help them. You know, I'm part of a larger ecosystem. A lot of people have helped me along the way and I'd love to reciprocate this whenever that's possible. Perfect, perfect. Um, so any entrepreneurs, any questions, any advice, or if you just need somebody to talk to, Mo's here. And good luck on your future journey. And hopefully we will catch up another time. And thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for tuning in today. If you like this episode or if you have any questions or comments, let us know. You can connect with us on Instagram at MindTalesOfficial. It makes us so happy to hear from the MindTales community and we hope to see you next time. Stay safe.